When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. And we are moving ahead for better or worse with our February full moon extravaganza. <laughs> and today we bought out a guest who I think is going to class up our Charles Band slash Stuart Gordon act tonight. Um, Katie Boyer, thank you, as always, for joining us for another round. I, you keep coming back. I don't know how or why, but you do. <laughs> ahoy, ahoy, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, I like it here, and I like that I'm the classy one, especially you when are. I screw things up so badly sometimes. Well, that's <laughs> true. Word on the street is, and I wanna, word on the hate mail is. You had a little. My, this is my mea culpa. This is my formal apology. This is my mom brain. I'm a five-month-old, and when you, last time I was on, you gave me the a24 question and i was like let me tell you about spectrovision <laughs> oh no you know what i so i understand the fans they reached out they corrected i knew as soon as i heard it uh i took to my twitter which was my first tweet in like two months um <laughs> i actually got a like from spectrovision so i think they forgave me oh see uh, who's forgiven there we go i'm so, sure Jesus. Uh, if you're sure. okay I'm in the married. eyes of okay, right. if you're okay in the eyes of Elijah Wood, then I guess we can continue this friendship. Yep. And, and word know. on the street yeah. is Ari Asterd also forgives you. <laughs> I can't prove it, but <laughs> I want to go ahead and piss off Charles Band this month. So let's oh, see what I we can gotta. do. New production <laughs> company. Oh, don't worry, Katie. I'll be doing so much shitting on all of these guys this month that I guarantee you that I'll be the one getting the hate mail this month. Um. Well, that is all that is to say that we are going to continue with our journey into full moon. And for better or worse, we chose and, and we kind of came to this funny, but man, does it pair like freaking peas and carrots, these two films. They yeah. were just made to be together. Um, 1990. Less appetizing things. <laughs> 1991 or 1990. Anchovies and caviar. Yeah. <laughs> wait, I can't wait to figure out which one's the anchovy. Um, we're doing Full Moon's The Pit and the Pendulum and Full Moon's 1995 Castle Freak tonight, you guys. So we're, we're tackling two of their films that have gotten more positive reviews than most, I would argue. Much to my chagrin, yeah. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I think Castle Freak is probably one of their like top it is known. yeah, yeah blows like, my know little castle brain it does it blows <laughs> my little mind it does but okay so good you know i could have gone my whole life without seeing any of these and i think i would have been fine <laughs> <laughs> um all right so i guess we'll go chronologically you guys want to dive into the fever dream which is the pit and the pendulum sure. let's do it okay. i mean amazing you know, you've got, you've got like a, I don't want to say an all-star cast, but maybe in the realm of like B-movie actors, you've got an all-star cast <laughs> oh, of God. Lance Hendrickson and Jeffrey Combs coming through, Stuart Gordon directing. Like, I feel like there mm -hmm. was a, yeah. there was potential for this movie. Oh, this met its potential and then flew so, Ted Cuckoo's Nest higher. <laughs> like, I mean, this is like, a fever dream that I kept thinking was a joke. Like I was like, I must have the wrong movie. Like I kept looking around to be like, wait, is this is this real? <laughs> like I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it in spite of itself because it's I didn't enjoy too. it because it was good. And you you can't forget the indelible like Francis Bay coming in hot as the actual witch. <laughs> I was so delighted to see and her. And Oliver Reed is the cardinal. Oh my but God. Oliver, and not only Oliver Reed is a cardinal, but what the, and Jackie, I'm going to, you get to do this because what were all the accents in this film? Hit the <laughs> Italian, but no, but the, but the, but the, 
Mario. Like I was like, is he trying to be like a guy from a 1970s commercial? Like this is one of those situations where it's like, do you give, you know, do you give them credit for saying, look, I can't do this accent, so I'm just gonna use my voice, like my regular accent. I mean, Kevin Costner in Robin Hood, he was like, my my English accent is shit, so I'm just going to be an American Robin Hood. So it's like, do we give these actors credit for going, look, I know that the opening title card says Spain, 1942. And then the first guy comes out and he's like, or 1492. <laughs> yeah. And then the first guy comes out and he's like, hey, what's up? Welcome to Spain. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for somebody to call something a John. I was like, oh, shit. No, Get the torture I John. I really wanted more like Keanu Reeves, Bram Stoker's Dracula, like attempted. I agree. I, I like needed him. more of that. The I, thief like threw me. Like I when he tried to pay like... the guy to get him in the castle, and it was like, where's that guy from? Like total New Jersey, right out. I was like, oh my schools are <laughs> here. All right. And like know. sometimes, sometimes people's accents would go in and out. Like sometimes they would just kind of be like, okay, I'm yeah. going to use my American accent. And then, like, the husband, he would say his wife's name, Maria, or whatever, and he'd be like, Maria. Maria. And then he would kind of carry the accent a little bit, and then it would go away again. And then it would come back a little bit. Like, definitely depends on your, like, how good of an actor you are is how forgiving I am. Like, Combs can get away with it. Combs is a king, and he can get away with not having an accent. What? I love Jeffrey Combs. Oh, my God. with me right now. First of all, I had to take a sip of water because that's how much. (laughs) Um, Stuart Gordon, any respect I tried to keep for his directorial prowess has slowly eked out of me over the past couple of days as I've ventured down this rabbit hole. I will say that, number one. Number two, I am now filing him in my Rolodex. And for those of you crazy kids out there who don't know what a Rolodex is, it's a big thing of papers, like a little alphabetical, under creepers. It's your contact Oh my god, right, I'm gonna go undefile it under C for Creeper. And right next to him is to me the OG Mac Daddy of Creepers, the guy he has he loves HP Lovecraft. They're both in yeah. the creeper category, okay? Yeah. And define creeper. Oh. Be, be more specific with your feedback. Okay, <laughs> allow me to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna use a lot of is here. Katie, cover your ears. You're not gonna like this. My headphones are in my ears. (laughs) (laughs) Cover them. Racist, misogynist, (laughs) and probably, I can't say for sure for HP, but I also think homophobic. And they, not only that, but my biggest gripe with with them is their treatment of women. And particularly Stuart Gordon's treatment of women. I'm going to get real here and I'm going to be a buzzkill and we're going to get so much hate mail, but I'm going to say that this is the same issue I loved i wanted to love this movie i wanted to just have fun i've been having this existential crisis of am i no fun as a horror fan anymore you guys have been with me on this journey since christmas um i wanted to have fun with this just like i was rooting for thanksgiving just like i was rooting for the pit the pendulum it's the same problem i had with animator uh i'm sorry reanimator you can't be having a good time and then just enact senseless horrific acts of violence and rapiness towards women and then go, we're still having a good time. And to me, I, I get that gets stuck in my, I, like I get a bee in my bonnet about it because I want to have a good time. I want to be on this journey with you. And Castle Freak we can talk about because I think it takes a turn and it's trying to do something and I don't know if it achieves it, but like thematically. But this film is arguably very tonally hilarious, satirical, whatever. But then you still have this treatment of women and this idea of, problematic representations on film that I don't want to see because they make me feel like I need a shower. And if you, you know, anybody who knows Reanimator knows exactly what I'm talking about. Anybody who knows this movie knows exactly what I'm talking about. Fuck, you really ruined the fun for me, Stuart Gordon. You you kind of- Are you talking about the the, uh, scene where she's naked and they're checking her out? That one and the scene where he gets rapey with her while she's cloaked like the Blessed Mother. I feel like- I I I agree- I you guys dive in Go ahead. only because fiction she is the protagonist and we are supposed to be feeling like they are the villains so it's like if the depiction if the depiction was somehow revelrous in the fact that they get to do this and we're supposed to be rooting for it um also those investigations in the spanish inquisition as i was reading that's real like they would actually do that to women 
where they'd strip them down and look for the mark of the witch. Correct. So Correct. there's, th- it, when what we're seeing, I understand, because there is IMDb trivia about how uncomfortable she felt in, and we can t- get into that. That's, yeah, that's but a whole when, other what we are worms, seeing yeah. as audience members, I do not think constitute that level of, the level of misogyny that you're uh, asserting. I as think audience it's, members I, if we pull back and know the trivia there's more to be said about well it. that's but and like, i think maybe that, that's me not separating it, what i learned about the film and what i learned yeah. about gordon's practices in general i mean you just talk to and cramped in anybody and they i get the sense that none of these women were ever fully comfortable with the amount of of nudity and the amount of gratuitous and i know you hate this male gaziness of this all because you're right i understand what the spanish the horrors of the spanish inquisition i don't want them as a fucking jack off material for the average horror fan that's where it gets uncomfortable you're right these men are villainous they're they're robbing a woman of her of everything of her autonomy of her body of everything and why do i have to watch that just so we can go on giggling about it two seconds later with other fucking oh it's so hilarious and i know this is gonna i'm the only one who probably thought this but I had a little bit of a hard time with a few scenes as someone who's trying to hang on to that last thread of my religion. Maybe it's like the Catholic guilt in me that'll never fully leave. But like when he, man, when he cloaked her and she looked just like the Blessed Mother and then he almost raped her, it it was it was brutal for me because to it me, did its job as a horror movie to make you feel uncomfortable and disgusted. For what to what end though, Katie? To because like to, when I watch when to I watch, the purpose like, of a horror movie. But when I watch a horror movie with rape scenes in it they have to be to a bigger like a bigger purpose besides oh we just want to see if you're gonna squirm at this yeah i'm gonna fucking squirm at a rape scene every time i don't want it him testing his own temptation and like dealing with the the lechery that he was feeling within himself i feel like i mean obviously these aren't like highbrow pictures they're not and that's why i think everything highbrow on it because it's not i think pit and the pendulum did a better job of being able to reconcile that than like like, re- then like castle Re- Freak. reanimator Put that out there i, yeah. Re- I mean like reanimator gratuitous like that is just, right, just not needed to poop move for the sake the of plot poop. Alone. i feel like with pit and the pendulum there was context to it like i don't have again i didn't realize that the actress was uncomfortable that puts a different spin on it but again again from the audience just it's 1991 and we're watching this the the context is there. I don't find any of it gratuitous because I know that you don't want I don't I know that you don't want to give it the credit that it's like doing its due for history, but it well, is I want to like, know what who's watching this film. But that's see, that's where I think I get a little confused with this film because and and and, and I'm willing to like like because I did enjoy it. I did. I really want like I thought it was kind of crazy in all the best ways. I just didn't think that like so many of their other films, and I maybe I'm just taking my my anger on on full moon out on all these films unfairly but i am i do not need what i consider to be unnecessary violence towards women unnecessary rape scenes unnecessary horrific imagery because i don't think the average pit in the pendulum viewer is watching it to extract the morality of the problematic nature of the spanish inquisition and maybe that's unfair i think and here's my quote to argue that a a a, a website and i quote said and I hope that it was it was being tongue in cheek, but I don't think it was. This this website was like basically celebrating how awesome it was to watch in Castle Freak watch the prostitute's boob get ripped off and in the pit in the pendulum, how how like uh, how incredibly amazing it was to see all these scenes of like these these women being repressed because it was so cool, just like it really happened in real life. Rawr. And to me, that's the perpetual problem with films like this is that. I struggle with, well, is this doing this because it's trying to make a point and maybe I'm just being a, a cantankerous bitch about it? Or is it doing it because it can and because the actresses will do it even under duress and men are going to, and women and people are going to find it exciting and fun. And who cares if it's treating women in problematic ways? Like this is always one of my biggest issues with horror that I grapple with constantly is that, are we just perpetuating really shitty things just because we we think it's uncomfortable? This is my whole gripe about like terrifier. Why do I have to watch a 30 minute scene of torture? Because I can. Like, no, thank you. I'll pass. You know what I mean? Like, you're not actually saying anything relevant. You're not giving me themes. You're not giving me character development. You're not giving me anything with this. I know history. I don't want to relive it just for shits and giggles. I mean, I think right there, you just said it. Like this movie, like that kind of genre, like it's just not for you. 
you want a movie with themes you want a movie that has something and I wanna, relevant I don't to talk about it like yeah it's just i think fun. it's just a sub a sub genre it's just it's just not the kind of movie that you would reach for right i don't want to see violence against anybody for funsies without any sort of meaningful payoff and if that okay. makes me a bad horror fan then so no, be it. i mean but it's like, just it's your opinion like, it's what you, you like what you I don't, like i don't yeah. think it's fair for you to call yourself a bad horror fan yeah. i don't think there's any sort of gatekeeping like against yeah. what you're allowed to well, enjoy i think i'm gatekeeping a little genre. bit so maybe you're that's gatekeeping what yourself guilty. Marissa. <laughs> like step out of that all right you're allowed to like, like what you I like know. i think to your yeah. point like terrifier for me is like I don't need a 30 minute dream sequence that I know is a dream sequence of them <laughs> yes. because it doesn't add anything to the story. Correct. It is literally Correct. just, can we beat the shining for how much blood we use? Um, yeah, and I mean, uh, maybe I that's a goal that. you have, you know, yeah. that's fine, but it just means that you don't have to watch it. Yeah. Um, with this I, one, I will say I, in the trivia, what I didn't like is that Rona the Ricci who played Maria did stand up for herself and say, I don't like this. I think you guys are getting too much joy out of this. I'm not doing anything any do this anymore. Um, so to your point, she stood That's up. So true. She did, she did yeah. try it. And, and I'd like to think, and this is just me wanting the happy ending in my head. I'd like to think Stuart Gordon immediately was like, oh my God, my bad. That'll never happen. You know what I mean? Like, I want to believe that. Even I, get, I get a very interesting sense when I read that. And this could be totally my interpretation, like taking it out of context. Because she said, makes a point of saying in the uh, biography that he was taking a, like a glee out of it. And my thought is that he's this horror director who's done like Reanimator. He does Lovecraft and stuff. And I'm wondering if he's like watching it going, this is exactly what I wanted from this scene. This is so cool what we're able to do, you know, instead of, oh, I'm getting off on this girl getting, you know, verbally abused. Yeah, me um, too, man. Me too. I like to think of it from the director's lens because when he talks about the films, even the scene in Reanimator and stuff like that, in his mind, nothing was done without a purpose. Other people might not know the purpose, but he saw the purpose, or I should say, other people might not understand the purpose, but there was purpose in everything that he chose to do there. Like even the with the Barbara Crampton and in, in Reanimator, and I don't want to get too far off topic because we're not talking about that film, but it was in a sense to show like her inability to like react, like her victim, it was to enhance the victim nature. And in his head, it made sense. Maybe it didn't play for everyone on screen, yeah, but like Gordon, as a director, had a vision, yeah, and wanted that, to see it out, and had a theme he thought it would play to. And that poses the question of if nobody, like, and it's not fair to say nobody gets it, because I think anybody with half a brain would be like, oh, she's super victimized in these moments for Maria. Like, if, if people aren't extracting that, then are you failing as a director? That's a that's a really good question to just kind of like throw out to the to the ether. I will say one thing I did love all the shout outs. Look at look at Stuart Gordon being like the poor man's Mike Flanagan with all the references to other Poe. Did you see what he did there, you guys? The cask of Amontillado. Drinking the wine, like the cardinal's drinking the wine. It's a me, the papa's representative. It was like Luigi and Mario walked in. You know Oliver Reed was drinking real wine on set. Come on. I would have been if I was on that set. What a fever dream. I loved that castle. I want to go to that castle, you guys. Like, I actually had to go. I went and read The Pit and the Pendulum just to be like, how much? How much? Not much. And it's like, the Spanish, there's a pit. There's, there's yeah. the Spanish Inquisition, and he got the rats in there. He got the rats mm-hmm. in. He got a he got a pet a pendulum in. To be to be fair, yeah. <laughs> oh God! And can we talk about the witch? I'm sorry. This is like witch explosion, which I love. Bones like take people out. Love it. Yeah. I loved everything about her in this film. Now again, okay, See, so that kind of gratuitous violence is oh, right I'm up not where I, like down. <laughs> beyond the point of reality is when I check into God. these movies. Me, oh, me too. Like that's when I start wh- when it guessing. gets outside of that. When they were like, beating you know, the skeleton uh, at the beginning. I was pissing yeah, myself. Slugging the dead guy for blasphemy yes. and then putting him in a freaking game timer. How see now that I'm here for that Stuart Gordon I adore I do that's what like when I watch Reanimator there are scenes that make me cackle too, um, but like and, and I did like that he got the premature burial in there because that's an Edgar Allan Poe deep cut in my opinion I like that they stuck mm-hmm. that in too, um, so here's a question for the group because I don't know how I landed on this if you make the women in a fictional depiction of something like Salem witch trials or the Inquisition if you make them witches in real life. What does that do for you? 
uh, like what's it do for women like I'm, I'm still unpacking that days later in my head are we not all witches in real life well I, I am but I mean I'm just asking <laughs> okay. you, I just, just wanted assume. to check with the group right because we are guys, still moving to Ireland right hold on let me yeah. try to let me try to get, make my mind powers at you yeah Jackie what am I saying oh, I heard that I heard that yeah <laughs> and is your mother with that mouth <laughs> um yeah I don't know like is it cool that they were really witches or is it just problematic because it's perpetuating negative stereotypes about women <laughs> I can't I like that she was actually a witch I loved everything about the old I like that I sure. like that the woman the one woman was like yeah I'm a witch absolutely and I like that like Maria was like kind of had the, like the latent powers of a witch I did like that Man, next time I'm at yeah. work, I'm going to see if I could go to like my garden in my head for seven hours and then just wake up and the workday's done. You think that'll work? <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be oh, yeah, don't no, look I... down. Don't look down. <laughs> yeah. What's the don't look down part? I don't get it. Because wow. then she, it, it was the she break of reality. If she looked down, she saw what was happening and it brought her back to reality. I love that reality. you accept that unquestioning. Like you're like, well, obviously, Marissa, if you look down. That's what happened. So no, I know, but to... it's like, Why? Oh. She can look left and right. But like Stop that. asking refrigerator questions, Marissa. <laughs> Let sorry. it be. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought maybe there was something I was <gasps> No, missing. I liked it. I, I also really appreciated, like, she was a midwife. She was a green witch. Like, she wasn't, yeah. she's not she this malicious, dark, black yeah. magician. Like, she yeah. was what most of those women were. She just had some additional oomph to her powers, which apparently is just telepathy. I'm not really sure what other, like, feigning death. I guess those are the two. Yeah, powers I like the little had. like kind of Romeo and Juliet moment where we're like, we're gonna fake your death and put you in a coffin. Yeah, I me too. I was here. I was listen, I guys. I'm so torn because I was fucking titillated by this film. I was in many ways. I'm guys. I'm being a very and to everyone who's listening who maybe also takes my same issues with Stuart Gordon and Full Moon. I apologize. I enjoyed this film. I really did. But then I hated it. I know it was so like so like just all puffy dresses and beaded hats and like the inquisitor i I am torn (laughs) just like lance hendrickson's character you guys i'm going through an emotional roller coaster over this i'm gonna have to (laughs) sit on glass later um dude the see anytime a character does that shit to themselves i'm always like yeah like it ain't worth it it ain't worth it oh my god god ain't worth that like (sighs) stop like you don't need to hurt yourself was the thing in his head can was it like a, he had put that No, on? that was just a bad hair piece. He had like a little teeny tiny Stop. tuft of hair. No, that was hair. And it was way too far me. down. That fucking distracted and... me through most of the movie. Every time he came on screen and he had his little, one little, little puff. Little Guys, puff. I thought it was like, um, like something he had like put in his head. Like maybe Bishop was cut. The robot part was showing from, I couldn't tell what was happening. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it bled milk. <laughs> but i know i guess it was just a bad hair piece which makes it almost more perfection mm-hmm. don't change don't ever change well now he can't the only thing this movie was one. missing was an orangutan i just really <laughs> needed it <laughs> now katie you're right that would be the only this is definitely like a, it's in the mood i feel right. like you could have put an orangutan in this movie and i wouldn't have it questioned work. it yeah, yeah i wouldn't question it now i like turn one like the witches turn the garden to an orangutan <laughs> Oh my god, if she would have turned one of them into a orangutan before they uh um I like to believe that when she put her curse on everybody that that worked. Like that like went before the old lady died when she was like, You're all gonna mm-hmm. you're all fucked up. Didn't it? Because they got hit with her bones and they took them out. <laughs> yeah. Not all of them, but the rest of them are yeah. screwed too, I gotta tell you. Um, you know what other thought I had that made me think I'm a bad person? Mm. At the very beginning when <laughs> Jackie's face. Jackie, <laughs> Jackie's face said, for those of you at home who can't watch the Zoom, and this is why Katie's laughing, Jackie's face said, oh, Marissa, we know you're a bad person. That's what Jackie's face said. Okay? Like, it was like, hmm, tell me more, Marissa. God, show yourself. Um, what, at the beginning, when she ran and, and, like, tried to save the little boy, I was <laughs> I was like, what? Dear Marissa. Dear Marissa. <laughs> when, when she ran to save the little boy, I was like, you are goddamn idiot and you deserve everything that's gonna happen i'm living in the spanish inquisition i'm living in salem in 1692 there you are i'm literally like that like putting my head down and i know i gotta be there but i don't need no trouble and like sure i'd like to think i'd be heroic maria was heroic to do what she did i I envy that but what what you're literally goodbye you're dead (laughs) yeah 
And I, I just know me and I know I wouldn't be. I'm Aaron Burr. I'm waiting for it. I'm just going to like, you know, that's the bottom. Much that's stronger than yours. What? Her faith is much stronger than yours. Oh, she believed for sure. that God would save her. So like, did, you know, oh, well, they yeah. can't touch me because it's God. And that's what happens when you believe in institutions. Right. Is uh, you, you, when you believe in the institution and you go to them and you, you say, I can do, like, I believe that you can help me. And they're like, nope snap amen sister because Sorry. i handcuff motion snap <laughs> amen sister because i can't tell you how many times i'm like chocolate i believe you will fix all my problems and then you know what it don't it don't <laughs> so really, i get well, it, it it does better than it doesn't like vilify you that's a good thing that's well, right it doesn't that's true. that's true it doesn't do what these yeah. people did it doesn't judge no, you i love that it doesn't idea vlog you about her face cut your actually, tongue out katie that was beautiful you're right yo the scene with the tongue oh that was brutal mm. um god yeah this was this was interesting i'm actually really glad we got to see this and of all the ones we've watched this is my favorite of all the full moods i think really yeah i thought it was a fucking fever dream see this one and and castle freak like they were okay and i have it in my notes that i guess i kind of need tiny villains to really enjoy it because these two were like far less enjoyable than puppet master three and demonic toys like these were almost like and i know this is gonna sound insane but these were too serious. Like they took themselves <laughs> too serious for me. Oh, and I'm like, Castle Freak, definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I, yeah. I want little. I want baby oopsie poopsie, and I want like, <laughs> you know, I want six shooter, and I, I, I want my full moon to be. I want subspecies. I want to have yeah. a bananas full moon. These took themselves both. You don't too think seriously. subspecies takes itself too seriously? But it has little creatures, and that's the that's oh, the true. Okay. I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah, and subspecies is just—I mean, look at Radu. I mean, seriously, come on. Like, there's no—they—they—they are—they were like, you know what, guys? Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> These two, I mean, like I said, they real I estate them. vampires. Yeah, I—I <laughs> I do. I did enjoy them, but yeah, I'm like, they're just too. I need. I would 100 percent agree with you. Yeah, like especially on Castle Gothic Freak. literature. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's the problem. They were trying to tap into, you know, retellings of like H.P. Lovecraft and Edgar Allan Poe, and it's like, guys, come on, we're full the, moon. The you're better than that. Adaptation. <laughs> I you, will. T- okay. You need to like base your stuff off of like the U.S. wide world news. You know, like yeah, you need like, to go like, for, like SNL Batman has my alien baby. Like that's the literature yeah. that full moon needs to be. You know, Jackie adapting. Reach. Yeah, preach. I 100% agree with you. I I really do stand by everything you just said. I think that's where both of these films kind of worked me up in a not a good way. Because I was like, what are you trying to do? No, be full moon. No. Like, be silly. Be goofy. You're full moon. You're full moon. And I love full moon. I'll be the one that like celebrates. You know that I love full moon features. That's a strong, love is a strong word. (laughs) Well, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like the Roger Corman, like, I think Jackie, you shared with us that this is the same castle in both pictures uh, because this is a castle that Charles Band owns in Italy. Yes. So I feel like this is the Roger Corman. We have a location, therefore we have <sighs> to shoot. You know, like Haunted Sea. Oh, like, it's so hard oh, to say. I just I love there. Roger Corman too much to let you say that. Every, <laughs> to compare him to Stuart Gordon. But no, I'm saying not Stuart Gordon. I'm tra- comparing him to Charles Band. Uh, uh, oh, okay, producers, okay. producers. Yeah, Marissa. fair. All right. <laughs> But you know like it's it's so we have a location what can we do with this and then you know when you have an ocean you make a ghillie suit monster with tennis ball eyes when you have an italian castle you do pin the pendulum like yeah and castle freak Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah no that's fair that's fair i just yeah well i want to take this opportunity as we you know probably slowly transition here to remind everybody that hp lovecraft is the worst and that this is one of those you're not going to separate the art and the artist for me sorry i can't do it won't do it um i I just think he was it was too unforgivably terrible for us to palette it at this point um i understand that he is a big influence on a lot of people i understand that people love the shit that he thought of i just my god if you read his stuff there's just no excusing it it like makes my skin crawl no nobody i've i've honestly i've never read I'm, oh I'm okay aware I of hp right. you both of... looked at me like what an asshole. yeah no <laughs> i i have never sat down to read like i said i am aware of the monsters and kind of like a little bit of the yeah. mythology but i have never me sat too. down to I, read I, lovecraft I, I mean, so i don't know i can't yeah. speak to i mean i know of his 
like influence right yeah right. and his Same. history right. of being like a horrifically racist piece of shit yeah i've never personally read lovecraft so i don't i will own that i've sought out the stuff that has often been argued as the most unexcusable and maybe that's where my bias comes from and maybe that's why i'm having trouble because i have read some of the most popular stuff of his and i've taken issue with some of it mildly but nothing i couldn't get over and then when i read the stuff that everybody was like why people are like i can't deal with that i'm like oh, that's fair like you know what i mean like it's just hard man it's it's a tricky thing because it is such an influential thing on like science fi sci-fi and creatures and all that good stuff no. i just i i do separate the art from the artist on that one um only because okay. of yeah. the in it's incredibly impactful like in the impact that's that fair, he's had yeah. on, that's on everything i mean there's there's too much there that exists that i love that would not exist without the lore that he created um, i mean one of my favorite very stephen true. king books is revival and like that wouldn't exist without him like there's there's so much oh yeah else. king lists um, him as a huge influence and, yeah, and another thing is just like i yes like a uh, man for his time but it's you know he's not He's writing terrible like icky things and i don't like that people are like that he wanted to do that and that he felt that way but it was the time that he lived in and i'm not I, like i can disavow him without disavowing the work he did i so, know but have you ever I played that who said it hitler or lovecraft have you ever played that game because that'll that opened my eyes because i was on the same page katie my big thing is always separate the art and the artist so with this one i'm so torn and i completely respect and agree with everything you're saying but my god this guy aggressively was like I don't know. He was aggressively working. Well, I just, I also so am not things. in the, I'm not in the cancel camp. I don't, I, I just don't do that for people. Like, no, so me neither, I just don't. but I just, I don't know how we can continue to allow him to permeate culture in any way beyond where he, like, I, if we could keep him where he is now, I'm good with it. Like, if we could keep it where we all just know he kind of had something to do about like Cthulhu, like kind of had some, like well, I'm I was good gonna say, with if, that. Yeah. I think the whole like permeating culture, like it's a little late. Like he is, yeah. for, you know, lack of a better pun, his tentacles are in everything Oh, I like it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I he feel is like the it's elder a, God. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a little late to try to get him to not. No, totally. Yeah, that, that, like, that I think it's, been, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so true. I just, I'm always so horrified and and just disenfranchised by how much i wish i could love him but i just can't get that i can't get past that to be able like i'd love to read one of his a giant anthology of his work and be really ingrained myself in the mythology but i find myself holding back from it because of what i know about him and i wouldn't say that's cancel culture i'd say that's just me not wanting to invest in an artist any further i think it's understandable because it's the same as like once you see it you start seeing it everywhere mm. um Touche, yeah, like yeah. the yeah like the once you recognize like and even if it's not necessarily there you're gonna start reading things that are very like toothless and fine teeth in it uh because and i'm you're, definitely you're looking for it because for you sure. know it was there you know yeah. like you you know that it was there in this other work so i'm gonna do it for it's, this one it's too, almost, clearly stay with me on this it's almost like a backwards like it's like what i call my woody allen phenomenon i'll always love annie hall but i'll never s support his new shit because he's such a piece of shit that he, I don't think he should get to have new shit, right? So it's kind of like that for me. It's like, I'm going to separate the art and the artist, but I'm not going to retroactively go dive into the work the way I would, like with any other thing that was so influential to the genre we love. So I think that's, it, in my head, it's this weird thing where like, I find myself off put and not jumping into a world I wish I could jump into. To me, it's the same thing as like, well, sometimes when a new movie comes out by a piece of shit, like Jeepers Creepers, I'm not going, fuck you, I'm not supporting it. So to me, it's like that. It's like, I'm not necessarily not separating the art and the artist, but like, just like I won't go back and like cancel any Hall, I'm not going to like go re deep right, read into like H.P. Lovecraft because of that. Does that make sense? Is that, is that stupid? Like, I think there's a, a way that you can support not being scumbag creep again file it under creepers <laughs> you could support, <laughs> not support creepers without being in guilty of cancel culture. Is that, am I just trying to split hairs here i don't know because i'm not saying maybe a little anybody. but i okay. think it's kind of a i think it's kind of a like a person like it, it's the personal journey everybody should take with where they want their like literature to be and stuff like that um you yeah. know with Fair everything enough. yeah uh i i just I, I the way what i think of is i'm currently reading chuck Palahniuk's not forever but for now um and what i've found I, on the goodreads reviews everyone i'm a Palahniuk fan but 
DNF. I'm a Polanic fan, but I'm, and I just think to myself, well, then you're not a Polanic fan. <laughs> because I like like this book but there's a lot of problematic stuff in it oh yeah where, like, like that's fair like I am from. not a, right like I am not a love friend man yeah no, like, 100%. The, I, I don't know but I also have a high ick tolerance like I don't get affected by that stuff I I, I read and ingest and do all of that like Polanik Lovecraft all of it I just I like to know I want to be informed I want to read it and be and know the things so yeah I like when you pronounce his name because I still me. say Palinuki Niki Nuyuk Palinuk Palinuk. Um, I can't. Him, I gotta be very careful with. It makes me go blah. I gotta be careful. It's too much for me. <laughs> yeah. I loved the one you shared with me, and I loved uh the one with the really scary story at the beginning, haunted or whatever. The one where they all tell the scary stories, but they were very yeah. Haunted. And if you if, if very a, anything past haunted, I, just uh, this is my Polanic PSA. Um, anything past haunted weird and you should not start there like you need to do like fight club or lullaby or survivor or diary first <laughs> or choke first and then kind of work your way up to post haunted polanic because he's a different beast hmm, interesting so anyway anyone I interested have to, i've just based those out they're a lot for me all right let's move on to castle freak where Stuart gordon put on his sweater with the patches and his classiest glasses and he tried to get real <laughs> Much to my chagrin again. Stabbed H.P. Lovecraft again. <laughs> Fucking bollocks with this shit. With this, well, what's the story? Okay, hold on. Let me for anybody who might not know, Castle Castle Freak is uh, based on The Outsider. Did anybody do real research? Because this is like Wikipedia for me. Well, it's supposed to be The Outsider and the Dunwich Horror. And yeah, I don't. Where is watching, Dunwich Horror in this? <laughs> watching Castle Freak ninety five, you're like, no, it's not. But if you watch the castle freak remake then yes yes it is dunwich horror yes it is actual hp lovecraft um uh, we can talk about the remake after we can you please fill everybody in because boy is that the gift that keeps on giving boy, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no this 95 version you couldn't like you there was no what is this movie it's not there's a there is a man locked up in movie? the basement yeah. of a castle and that's yeah. that's it that's what's up that's freak. the outsider well the, i mean just that's the outsider the, yeah. the man locked up in the basement and he gets out it's there a fast go. the outsider seems fascinating in theory like the idea that he everybody keeps running from him and he thinks that they're running from something that's behind him and gonna get him too until he realizes that it's him i find that to be a fact again this is where i get like caught up because i'm like that sounds really interesting but it, fuck you um but yeah so 1926 yeah i agree with you jackie i don't see the lovecraft here mm -mm. No, not not in this. Not in well. This it is. It is a very. It's a more grounded story for Lovecraft. Like there, it, it isn't. It isn't part of his like Cthulhu mythos. Really, mm -hmm. it's just kind of this. Um, why can't I think of the word that means when it's all in one place? <laughs> this is Mom Brain two point guys. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know what we're going for. It doesn't matter. Uh, okay. It's it's a, it's singular. It's just part of its own thing, and so. Um, so it makes sense that it doesn't, you know, it's not tentacles and neon lights and uh, other dimensions. It's just a guy who's locked up in a basement who is deformed and he gets out and he has to navigate the world. And that's, that's pretty much it. And, uh, um, navigate it's the got world great themes gentle. and it's very interesting. Um, well, cause it's all from his point of view. So you don't like the story, you don't really understand everything until it comes to the fruition at the end. Um, and we're talking about the it's like a toddler it. it's like a kind of um but then the movie is like no he was beaten and he's cruel and he's gonna enact that level of cruelty on everyone he meets once he gets out of his basement dungeon whatever yeah that's <laughs> um well first of all same set used for both movies the castle hey if um, you got it use it you know that's like what, that's what are you right. doing with your castle in italy you know Guys, like could we possibly airbnb this place do you think it's feasible can we please because I would be love to stay there. Amazing. And yep. throw a subspecies party. Yes. Oh my God. Just throw a, a, a full moon themed party because dibs on being the castle freak. I want to wear the little white thing over yeah. my head. Everybody has to everybody has to come as their favorite <laughs> full moon character. Favorite. I'm going to be Maria in six full shooter. like Mary Yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to be six shooter. Oh my God. I'm going to come with my like fake arms stuff with like fabric. How are you not? <laughs> 
Oopsie poopsie all day. You're not Radu, man. Oh, that's I should be Radu. <laughs> you should be Radu. Do the right Radu. thing. I will. I, oh I will. God, I don't know. Can we please, Matt Kelly, if you're listening, can we please plan a Charles Bet dress as your favorite full moon <laughs> character party? I will cut. I will plan it. I will do the, all the work. With the blood down the front, all down, like a post tongue cut out, Maria. That's <laughs> yeah, me. that's a yeah. good costume. I think I'm going full on oopsie poopsie. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So same set, which was cool. I'm gonna just throw it out there right now. The only villain, as I see it, in this film, was, I mean, obviously the monster a little bit is John Riley though. He is the true villain of as Combs' character. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. Oh yeah, he's total villain. What a piece of it's shit. It's weird seeing him in such a more, it's a more straight role. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is weird. Um, it was very weird seeing him as that. And I think the most disturbing thing in this movie is him humping the prostitute. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, there are some disturbing things. But that, like, that, that was something I never knew I did not want you to see. Like, yeah. what is, <laughs> Jeffrey Combs in any sort of sexual situation. Was is like, just weird. Why they, was it so creepy? Why? I feel the same way. Why was ha- watching him do? You don't even see his butt. No, he kept his yeah, pantaloons no, on. That's the magic of of, of this is the magic of film. That like just <laughs> through pants. I love that. I love the pull, I love that. Not they, even pull them out. You see that bit. all the time too. Like especially in the older movies, it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do you up against that wall. My pants are up and fully secure. Like, yep. honey, you're gonna scratch something on the zipper. Like, be careful. That's the truth. Careful, yeah. I worry about their caught. safety when they do I that. Know. Oh God, yeah. You gotta have, uh, yeah. No, that's wiener safety, right? It took a long time for me to realize that was not real, like in real life. Like I just assumed that's how it worked before until like age twenty nine. I, I don't think that your his name is John, and I don't even remember the character. John, he's that's a hot take. I think that was intentional. That he's kind of a villain. No, no. I mean, I'm talking like, here's the movie I want to see. I want to see the movie where he kills his kid because he was drunk driving. And we saw he, that. And he blinds his other kid. <laughs> and he blinds his other kid. And his wife decides to kill him slowly like the Spanish Inquisition. That's the or film I want to watch. Or she knew the freak was there the whole time and just oh my. like thought we'll just let him lose katie write this there down that's go. not bad that's not bad now we're on to something yeah call charles man castle, castle free castle free 2.0 because you know what fuck yes that man deserves to die a slow painful death there's no not and i'm not even talking this was before he even screwed the prostitute and got drunk again he was unredeemable to me and i i lived this journey what i did like was that i very much lived this through barbara crampton but how old was the daughter supposed to be can we please like uh, yeah, the fact that we're quiet on that is problem number one. Because did you see what the VHS cover is? It's I think her, we, her shirt I, ripped. The I think we're all wondering what direction you're going with the, this. My direction is that none of this is okay. That's my direction. <laughs> <laughs> because to me, the the violation of the 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 oh god, this movie was so fucking cruel to the women in it, in so many ways that to me were just inexcusable and and very gratuitous because they didn't actually well, add to the plot. They weren't needed. I will say your question i'm gonna say under 18 which makes that <laughs> deeply problematic to me yeah which like i can't even because uh, guys also please keep in mind this is like such a freaking achilles heel for me because i have teenage daughters so watching teen teenage girl teenage daughters get almost raped and tortured and set in a sexual manner is horrific to me there this movie on was unexpectedly and i remember this the first time i watched castle freak and it's probably why i never really cared to watch it again it's like it it's very raw and it's very brutal and it's very like everything it kind of just exists for the kind of marissa to your point like nothing really has a reason for existing in the way that it does like it, it's kind of just we have to accept like okay there's a you know the the guy in the the castle freak and then this family who's inherited the castle and it comes together and they try to make this big play of how he's actually the bastard son of of the storyline that but but nobody cares because you have i mean and i'll say this i think the creature effects are fantastic the monster makeup is really well done it's the that is the best part of the movie and it makes me not care about anything else that's going on Really? Yeah. No, that's a definitely redeeming quality, which then quality. makes it very like, yeah, it's a, it's just a gratuitous gore fest because the only thing I'm watching is what's happening with the monster. Yeah, and I a pound for pound, I need that meat on my. And you're right, this is just different strokes kind of thing. But I I can't 
excuse that when it doesn't take me anywhere that's important the tour and to me like another thing that was frustrating is that i so badly wanted there to be some sort of character development for the monster in some way shape or form um because you it you gave me all this crap like, about he's tortured and he yeah. was beaten and but then he's just a total fucking and you have literal blind monster. daughter who's set right. up to, <laughs> to like befriend the, him I, I don't, yeah it's toxic yeah. right like i thought for sure yeah the blind girl mm-hmm. i thought for um, sure it was gonna go somewhere no. instead he was just rapey and creepy and cruel um well he he was learning about human anatomy through biting yeah <laughs> that's it all happens it's freud said it's normal um i mean i feel like scumbags creepers see for creepers like i feel like like to your point about like like why make her blind like that storyline of her being blind did not like add anything to the story like i said if it was going to be one of those things where it's like you know she befriends him somehow or it's like you find beauty and whatever like i just felt like there was no there was no why make them half brothers like what who cares just that it needed a story like yeah. so stupid we had to get him to yeah. the, the location if they and weren't the, half brothers that he wouldn't have gotten to the location because uh, he inherited I, it but like this whole like oh the sins of the father like are we trying to say that the actions of either john as an adult as a parent as a spouse were somehow okay because he had a shitty childhood are we trying to say that the castle freak is okay to be a fucking rapey creep because he was locked in the chip like none of this works for me no. I, this is a no for i don't dog. think i don't think it's trying to i don't think it's trying to say anything i think what it's doing is there are these two hurt hurt people hurt people you know like there are these two characters that are kind of on this collision course to destroy each other and it depends and they're going to destroy people along the way because they both had this terrible like oh you made that experience so- of being a child Katie, you made that sound so much more beautiful than Full Moon has any right to have you make it sound. <laughs> I wish it was that profound in real life. Maybe. I think you're giving it way too much credit. I, I simultaneously don't think it's trying to do any of that. No, but I think yes, that if that's, the re- if that's the reading that comes away from it, then, I mean, it's that's neat, but it's not going to make me go back and watch it another time. I'm yeah, not going to totally do fair, it. I'm not going to watch but... Dickless again. I'm not. Dickless Dickless. <laughs> I I had to do a double take. I was like, shocker, wait, right? <laughs> At least I was excited too. I was like, wow, full moon's finally gonna give me some peach, even if it is monster peach. But nope, nope, mm-hmm. not today, Marissa. The way that is, I will say, I love the way that's presented. I love that it's like the she all she's trying to she's like maybe if I do this for him, he will leave me alone. Mm-hmm. So she goes looking for it, and it's not there. I love that reveal. Oh God, it's I really it well so done. I was too busy crawling so in my skin like, for her. It, it definitely crawls like it. It's such a shock, but it's such a good like. It's very well done, especially because if we're talking about hurt people hurting people, I mean, you're a prostitute trying to support your son, and the only way you can get out of this horrifying, torturous situation is by doing that. Like that sucks, and then you can't even do it because he doesn't have the book. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I think he I think this film does try to go for those themes and I think that they're they make me mad. So I think yeah, for me I'm I'm a hard no for this one. Jackie. Uh, yeah, again this one just here? it was man, like don't I don't I don't want a serious full moon movie. I want you and know this tried it. This did it tried I it. I want it now to if be- we had tiny little claymation castle free there we go it'd be a little bit better kind of now like a you're talking. travel thing where we have Take like a bunch castle of little freak. travel things you know we have a bunch of little tiny castle freaks going after the teenage daughter then i'm okay i'm on board with it you guys be as creepy as you want because you're adorable little uh claymation guys go ahead um but yeah like a real so life hurt, no. yeah doesn't work doesn't work yeah no i think they were yeah. trying to they took themselves way too seriously with this one and i think it only made everything that much more awkward and uncomfortable and, and so uh in doing a little bit of research i see that there is a remake of castle freak that came out in 2020 so i wasn't gonna watch it i look on wikipedia and i just read the synopsis and i have to say that on paper it sounds like a way better movie than the original because we've kind of flipped the script and you know the 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 plot of this movie is there is the, there was the, the, a guy and a girl, they're dating boyfriend, girlfriend. They get into a car accident, you know, drunk driving. She becomes blinded. Okay, skip to however months, many months later, she finds out that um, her birth mother, 
um, left her this castle. The birth mother dies, leaves her this castle. So they go to this castle, and it turns out that the castle freak in this one is her twin sister. They apparently were twins, separated at birth. The mother sent the 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 our main character to the to America, and so the castle freak is her sister. And the whole entire thing in this one is there's a professor there and he like does research and we find out that there is a ritual. And if we have both of the twins together at the right time and say a quick little, you know, something up to the sky, we can basically release the tentacle monster. Like the elder gods yes. can come out. And, the Dunwich horror. Yeah. Like it, on yeah. Paper, now I'm seeing it. It yeah. sounds so good. So I'm like, it does right. sound so good. I'm in, but now I know better. <laughs> so I'm like, let me watch it. So I start watching it and I'm, um, you know, I, I skip ahead a little bit. Like I, I get through some of the meat of it and um, it's okay. It's, it's a, it's a direct to video, you know, horror movie. And then, okay. And then the castle freak. So she comes out <laughs> at one point, she comes out. So the guy and the, the, the boyfriend is cheating on the girl. She's off somewhere being blind and upset about something. Cause he wants to sell the castle. <laughs> She wants to like sure. learn about her mother and like learn about all this. And the guy's just like, we need to sell this and make money. So she's off being sad. And the guy's cheating on her and sleeping with this girl. Cause of course they had friends come over to party in the castle. And he's banging. Well, I the girl, would too, to be fair. Right? Don't judge them for that, Jackie. Find Harry Castle and you're coming. The girl. And Castle Freak. We established she, party full moon. <laughs> she, she comes out <laughs> and the guy is blindfolded. She comes out and she kills the girl he's banging and he doesn't realize this. So he's just like, oh, come on, baby. Don't stop. Get back on. You know, come. That's when you know he's good at what he does. And (laughs) then the castle freak like rapes him. But But she, I keep calling. So in our text thread, I kept calling her giant vagina because she has a giant vagina. (laughs) The area where normal vagina is all the way You're up welcome. to about belly button is where hers is. But again, there's a reason for it because after that point, I was just like, I got to kind of skip to the end. So the long story short is like the monsters win because the girl, the main girl, after like everybody kind of, you know, everybody gets killed one by one or whatever. Are the twins, giant vagina? What's that? Yeah. Giant vagina yes. kills, you know, picks people off one by one. Um, and the girl, the twin learns about it and essentially was like, yeah, let's do this. And they reunite. Right. And like they do their ritual. And then, of course, giant vagina becomes the doorway for tentacles. And then it cuts to the twin who's like sitting there screaming. And like the way she's sitting, like she's sitting on the ground, but like her legs are kind of open. And then you see like a giant eyeball come out of her regular size vagina. And then, like, there's the tentacles. There's a lot of vagina then, in this movie. There's a lot of giant. Um, But, yeah. So, it's not the best. I don't know that I would ever watch it again. I will say just go ahead and skip to the funny sex scene. Because, you know, giant vagina. Guys, um, real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you think that for every episode the three of us do together from now until the end of time, we could have some movie where there's giant genitalia? Do you think that's a goal that we giant. can... Because we're two giant for vaginas, two. Giant penises. We're two for two for this 2024, you guys. Oh God, I'm just really right. proud of us. Could you don't make me Google that? Could you? <laughs> Next just, movie, giant genitalia. I've this already. Yeah. <laughs> like the bow is afraid, Dad. And giant, vagina, giant vagina. They come together. Oh my God. So far, giant genitalia is Bo's huge nards. Like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. I feel like there was still more to this plot, which was really close not. My like, mind. That's pretty okay. much where the movie ends. When when the, the elder gods and the dark horror, you know, embraces the earth, like that's kind of where the movie ends. It's like I said, it on paper, like I'm going to say, save yourself the time. You don't need to watch it. But if you just go to Wikipedia and read the plot synopsis, it's pretty good. And it actually is Lovecraftian, like very Lovecraftian. So much more I have than 95. A, one hour and 17 minutes is the timestamp for anyone interested. Oh, yes. Yeah. If you want to <laughs> see the giant. I just pulled that scene, up real quick. Yes. <laughs> timestamp is 117. You're uh, welcome. If you want to see Grody, Grody sex just, scene. just another service I've offered here at Jersey Ghoul's headquarters. Jersey You're welcome. Ghoul. Yep. Giant I mean, in the 95 castle freak we have that weird jeffrey combs sex scene that no one wants to see no and in the 2021 you just you 
the giant vagina rape scene. Go ahead. Gosh, Go ahead. no, thank you. I'm gonna hard pass on. So all we're this, doing brain damage next. Yeah, oh. like how seriously? What's next? Um, didn't they, oh, didn't they goodness. modeled they modeled Almer off of a dildo, didn't they? Like yes. So anyway. yes they did. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know what else? And uh, we should do meet the feebles. Because I'm pretty sure that the hippo in the uh, at one point gets it on, and she's a really big hippo, so probably giant vagina. So. <laughs> oh my goodness! That oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah so that'll there it be, is. Uh, that'll be for Jersey Ghouls <laughs> after dark. Yes, please. <laughs> that'll be a bonus episode for Jersey Ghouls after dark. Um. So yes. <laughs> so there you have it, you guys. There you have it. On that note. <laughs> Oh, full moon. What a February we've had. <laughs> yeah. This this was interesting. I, I love me a Stuart Gordon flick, uh, except for Castle Creek can can take a backseat. But From Beyond is still just like so good. Reanimator, Deathbed. But that's it. That, Wait, I just, Stuart that's Gordon my... did Deathbed? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm I'm Sorry, not yeah. as like up to I'm not as, as as up to up to date as I should be on my Stuart Gordon knowledge. I didn't know. Yeah, well, I was actually just I found out because I didn't like no no. I was just looking to see if they'd ever done a remaster of Castle Freak because I think one of the most difficult things about Castle Freak is that streaming it doesn't have any um, upscaling. Mm -hmm. um, so you're kind of watching just the analog DVD or D yeah rip um it's very and dark. uh and it's yeah it's it's kind of i think with uh modern technology like it's hard to watch mm -hmm. sometimes uh those old movies and uh so i was looking to see if it had ever been remastered and uh it was on a box a Stuart gordon box set with with pit in the pendulum and deathbed it blows my mind here's the thing that blows my mind if i may be an old lady yelling at the clouds what blows my mind is that a man like Stuart Gordon continued to get money to make films when there are just so many independent filmmakers with so much talent out there and reels. Like, I just get frustrated when I look at all the craptastic -y movies. Like, when I look, I just pulled up like his IMDb and I'm like, how did he continue to find $2 million to rustle up to make this film? Because, and what a, what a shame that we're sitting here talking about how does how does it all happen? You know what I mean? Like how does when there's so many beautiful, I think amazing you need to put that same judgment up against other directors as well. Like if that's the oh. if, that, if that's the rigor with which you're going to look at student Stuart Gordon's work, you're gonna you're gonna have to do it with every director that you want to feel a certain way about. But but when you look at directors who have made a huge timeline of films, the ones that mm -hmm. we talk about in real film are ones who have done it brilliantly. How does Stuart Gordon continue to, to perpetuate a career? It's my same question. I'm going to say I have the same feelings about Charles Band as a producer and like good for him. He's doing his thing. I'm, I don't begrudge them either of them. But what blows my mind is that when we look, when we take that step back from the genre and we look at filmmakers that we talk about because they made film what it is today. How does Stuart Gordon get so many films? I think that's a fair question. Uh, I don't think it is. Um, I I, because like you're 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 putting him up against who like you're saying that like he's not making real films i think he knows he's not making you know there there's nothing he's, that he's, he's like, gonna make that's gonna go in the smithsonian you know yeah he's like larry cohen level like that's that's the level of director we're talking about here like okay. and he started just... he started in 1985 like the 80s were this wild west post 70s you could do a lot like different things i think Stuart gordon has a theater background he did like this very hippie version of peter pan um and uh like but it was set like in the you know, a very anti-vietnam and like things like that um i mean i know but so I, he has I, yeah he, fair he, he, I just... meets, you, he gets in he talks to the right people he has a love for hp lovecraft at a time before we ever saw any letters of hp lovecraft that led us to read deep more deeply into his work um, and he makes these movies that make him happy yeah, and make, I guess, and make his yeah, team happy. An audience and, for it. Yeah, there's yeah. an audience for them. So I guess good, good for all. Of, yeah, because same thing with Larry Cohen. Like Larry Cohen doesn't need to be spoken about be outside of Larry Cohen. I see what you're saying. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Nobody's, I just cue the without a master class of cinema, but yeah. it's fun to watch. But I that think that's why. That's why <laughs> to me, 
the Hitchcocks and like the you know Ari Asters and all of them of the world make are are meaningful to me because I love when we do get that in within this genre because so much of what we do study in this genre is just when you put it on that grounder scale is just made for who it's made for right so it's exciting to me when instead like I I'm always excited when we're going to be talking about you know you know a24 versus these because I just get frustrated by the fact that these are like good for the people who love them but for me they're just they're just i don't know spare parts i guess <laughs> and you know and again like th this is the perfect example of that's how i felt about our a24 month like it those Fair. movies are perfect not, yeah you know Makes like sense. i'm not the audience for them like you know what you want to go make them you make people happy cool you know like do yeah. i ever need to watch well killing put. of a sacred deer again absolutely not like one and done i saw it i checked the box Thank you. <laughs> so no, cute. So like you're, you're like different at the sides of like the yin yang symbol. We are. Like, I mean, I, mean, I yeah. guess that's probably why you started really the podcast are. together. Yeah. So you could yeah. have those different. We're a delicious black and, and white cookie. We yeah. Really are. And I'm oh, sorry cute. to be so, so grim about these, these little niche things that people find joy in. I don't, you know, everybody has their own thing and I'm down yeah. with that. I just, it blows my and mind sometimes... that Stuart Gordon has the, the, I guess the popularity that he does. I feel like even non-genre people know who he is, which is interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's it's it, I, there may be a bit of a William Friedkin syndrome um, Ooh, okay. happening too with Stuart yeah, Gordon. Sure. Well, mm -hmm. I just I find it I find it ironic that many of the people who were dragging William Friedkin when all of the like you know before he yeah. died then praised him after he did. Mm -hmm. um, oh, they I, did. I they came that's... around and like praised him. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, a huh. visionary and oh, yeah. Usually, like, yeah, when somebody dies, so suddenly we have mm -hmm. to exalt them to sainthood because you can't speak <laughs> ill of the dead, which I think is bullshit. Because yeah. yeah. if and they it's like were, whatever, you know, he fired a gun on set. He made The Exorcist. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's Same with Stuart Gordon. All right, he he put he put a, a fake head in Barbara Crampton's vagina. Deal with it. <laughs> Who hasn't? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Poor Barbara Crampton. Barbara She's Crampton a delight. I know. She's a delight. And produced her own version of Castle Freak. She is the producer who I made that movie her. happen. I adore her. Yeah, I so. adore her. I have no no ill, Ill will. She's just being silly. gorgeous. She really yeah. is. My goodness. And she is, uh, I'd like to, I was actually sad to see that there was a, um. she was on like Joe Bob Briggs, I guess, watching mm -hmm. one of these films. I think that would be a fun watch. She, they like, had Castle Freak. Uh, I think it was oh, the I'd first one they that. ever did when it first came back. I think it was oh, the very cool. first one they ever okay. did. Okay. I think that would um, be interesting to like sit, I mean, you know, to like hear her talk about the film would be really interesting, I think. So Jackie, you're ranking these as the bottom two of the whole month. Just to kind oh, of Oh, absolutely. Up our... Okay, yeah. good to know. Yeah. Castle I Freak think... being the least, I'm imagining that... for you. Oh, yeah, like the yeah. least favorite. I think okay. it's it's probably I think now that I've seen all four, I think my ranking for full moon February is demonic toys and then puppet master three and then pit in the pendulum and castle freak yeah now that looking back i think demonic would take number one for me yeah even though it scared me it scares me it's scary <laughs> uh, um <laughs> i don't like little doll well, stuffed animals i can handle dolls it's just i cannot right. handle I stuffed, stuffed animals bro like that stupid trailer you sent me has been haunting me for that movie that's coming out i hate it um <laughs> demonic toy yeah oh katie i don't even want to talk about it. it's nighttime i can't talk about it there's like a movie about a kid who imagines i i don't know it's called like imaginary friend i think and it's literally like the whole plot is a stuffed animal that that bleh, bleh. okay because there is like a, there's like a john krasinski movie called imaginary friend coming out with steve carell and um <laughs> no i don't think yeah. that'll scare me oh, is okay. that like drop dead friend i hope so <laughs> for a new age no it's very cgi Oh, okay. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Not a yeah, horror no. movie. Stop talking about stuffed animals. I gotta go to bed in a couple hours. <laughs> so I, so I, I shouldn't send you the little Don't. retrospective on Teddy Ruxpin that uh, Secret Galaxy did on YouTube. What Teddy Rumskin? His awesome. on their own, and there's so many creepy pastas about Teddy Ruxpin. No, don't don't even talk about Teddy Rumskin being creepy, please. I'm gonna send you a Furby. <laughs> I swear to God, Katie, do you remember when you bought that um stuffed animal that was monstrous and you carried it around? 
that thing scared me so where is he he scared me so bad when you bought him his name is montgomery a butts and you will respect him no he's terrifying don't put (laughs) him on the screen i don't want to see him to show respect he when you bought him we didn't know each other well enough for me to admit that he scared me the whole weekend like the whole weekend i was like god damn it i wish she'd put that thing away she threw the carrot around like a baby it's one of those like teddy bears that like they got like rebranded with like gnarly teeth and blood and the whole nut don't put him on he's the screen. He's so cute. Keep your heads where I can see them. <laughs> I don't want to see him. So cute. And you carried him around all weekend and all weekend. I was slightly I uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I saw him, I wanted him and he, he became mine. No, I like when we walked past that booth, I try not to make eye contact with any of them. Um, <laughs> oh my God. You're giving me so many brilliant ideas. Don't you torture me. Um, all right. Well, first and foremost, Katie, this has been so much fun. Thank you for coming on to, to, uh, I'm endure these with us. <laughs> very, I'm very glad. I'm, I will say I am glad that it was these and not evil bong. I'm sorry to anyone who wanted to hear us talk about evil I bong. did. I wanted but to. I, I vehemently like Marissa and, uh, like non-serious rapey lusty movies like I mine are like <laughs> stoner horror comedies like that's what I hate, <laughs> I hate how are we friends horror comedies are already on contentious ground for me because if you like if you don't do a horror comedy right I will loathe you to the end of time add stoner horror comedy onto that and you're just like adding layers <laughs> like that I don't care about oh. it's not my my jam Fair enough. I'm going to watch it eventually. That's all my TV yeah. watched. Um, It'll be Marissa's birthday episode this year. Nobody sees it. Looks like I'm missing that one. <laughs> um, well, Katie, tell us where I'll we can watch find it you. for you, Marissa. I'll, I'll watch yeah, it. I was going to say, now you're yeah. definitely coming on for that episode. <laughs> I'm going to find two. I'm going to find a subgenre of stoner horror comedies that aren't Shaun of the Dead, and we're going to do that. Like do bro massacre. That's not a stoner. No, okay. When I say stoner, I mean they are smoking on screen, and the, a lot of uh, the jokes are based around weed. I do not mean you smoke weed and watch it. Like that's uh, not that. Yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough. I think we yeah. can still pull off an episode on those. But exception is Grandma's Boy. Um, but anyway, that is an exception. Um, Agreed, because that's a classic and half baked. Uh, oh. Where do you I think I'm wearing this hat? That's a great movie. <laughs> I digress. Um, so Katie, tell us where we can find your wonderful work. Um, let's see. Uh, well, I'm still occasionally doing work on horror geek life. Uh, you can find me chilling out there. Um, I, I have fiction up on vocal. Um, so you can find me at CC Gardner um, is the name I am on vocal. And then if you want to check out something really cool, I have been on critic list since last October. Uh, Criticless is a, it's a different kind of review site. It's very, um, it's similar to Letterboxd, uh, but I like it a lot better. It has this very cool posh 80s theme and you can rate things from like bogus to excellent and rad and leave very insightful long-winded reviews and it tells you where things are streaming and it's brand new it's just launched last year and everyone on there is amazing and uh so find me on critic list and be my friend so thank you guys we hope you have enjoyed today's episode we hope you enjoyed all of full moon february and it just goes to show the nuance of the jersey ghouls we can have our thought-provoking january month of a24 and then we can dive deep down into the sewer for full moon February. <laughs> and, and we can have our oopsie poopsie in February. And that's important to me. It is it is true. If nothing else, uh the these past few months have taught us that uh at the end of the day, we just all want to be an oopsie poopsie baby doll <laughs> with a foul mouth <laughs> and a full belly. That's of all human God. flesh. True. So. <laughs> true words have never been spoken, Jack. That is true. Uh so don't forget to check us out on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Just search Jersey Ghouls and you will find us there. Uh thank you for tuning in and we love you so much. We will see you next time, guys. Uh, bye bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 